The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 to get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions do apply. Yo, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 301. We're breaking off another 300 here. Uh, let's send this one out to Jeff Chalks Fox, who absolutely <laughs> leaned up last night at UFC Fight Night Moon Answers Island. So if you're listening, Mr. Fox, uh, this one goes out to you. Hello, I'm one of your hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox. Uh, thank you <laughs> for coming to the show. It's going to be a fun show. Um, last night was going perfectly f- well for me until we hit uh Dante Mays and then Andre Muniz but we we shall get to that let's uh, bring in my co-host didn't do as well but in real time he did quite well so that's why you got to hang out sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord if you aren't already because um he may not be the greatest at giving you picks three days in advance but night of boom the man kills it with some of his prop plays and and uh live betting so let's bring him in Daniel Gumby Vreeland hello so a couple of things. First of all, we're 301 episodes in. That is the most hilarious intro you've done because you did it completely straight-faced, yeah. uh, dedicating it to yourself. I enjoyed that immensely. Thank you. Uh, and then, yeah, yeah, you deserve to have an episode dedicated to yourself because of that intro. Um, yes. And then uh, secondly, yeah, like, uh, you know, we, we say this all the time, betting the money line on every single fight, <laughs> $100 a piece. Not always the best play, but if you hang out in the Sports Gambling Podcast Discord, you will find all the best plays because, man, did the Discord have a night on Saturday night. Yeah, no kidding. I I wasn't watching live. Well, I was popping in and out. But, yeah, I, was, I always go scroll through and uh, read everything that's been written um, just in case someone says something nice about me. It doesn't happen, <laughs> but just in case. It may happen. Somebody like, called someone you Chuck. Chuck God. Yeah, Chuck God. So whoever that – GH Derek maybe, I think. Yeah, I, I think, think it was, it was Derek. So I think it was Derek. I should have dedicated it to you. But yeah, people were having like people were hitting like wacky uh wacky prop bets and oh what did you hit? You hit you hit I had a 350 ones. 350 live bet on Oday Osborne uh at the very beginning of the second round. Yeah, that was so weird. The line, I'm like why are they thinking that he's getting beaten here cuz I didn't think he was. Yeah, well in in here here's the thing. He definitely lost round 2. Right. Like and I think everybody watching could agree he won lost round two and maybe he was looking like he was trailing off. So, like, for me, if one is a coin flip, but like I said, I was leaning Osborne in round one, two definitely went to to Johnson. You're you're expecting that three is the decider. Even if you think Ode is gassed as all hell, he's still got a better than three and a half to one chance of winning yeah, that fight. That was like, so strange. Yeah, so um, you know, I I absolutely made the bookies pay for that one. That one felt uh felt pretty darn good. Three fit, and you know, I wouldn't have even thought to look at the um the live line because sometimes I I don't even care about the live line. Like I don't even look at those or yeah. anything like that. And uh the the broadcast, God bless the broadcast, threw it up there, and I was yeah. like three. It's a three fifty. I go. That can't be right. So I just obviously got to flip it up. And yeah, there it is. 350. And 
Here's it wasn't the just like one. It wasn't just. Excuse me, interrupt. It wasn't just one book that had a weird line. No, everybody. I'm not sure what book they use or if they have a, a sponsor or something. It's not and, Winbad, I'm sure. So we're not going to mention it, who it is, but. No, everybody was listening it up there. Really? Uh, wow. That. And here's the craziest part of it all, too, right? So I, I said round one was a coin flip, right? Round yeah. two, clearly to Johnson. After you yeah. watch round three, you're like, okay, cool. Round three went to Osborne. And I'm thinking, yeah. man, as long as that first round went to Osborne, he wins. Yeah. It comes out as a split decision. So you're like, cool. Two judges had round one for Osborne. One had it for Johnson. No, 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 no. I, I regret to inform you. Every <laughs> judge had round one for O'Day. Some idiot judge named <laughs> Junicho Camiro, uh, Camicho, <laughs> had yeah. round three for Charles Johnson somehow. Uh, so, like, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's the, the hair. Even no, they the, both have good hair, though. It can't be the hair. But the, but the problem is, is that <laughs> even, even the judge who gave it to Johnson Gave round one to Ode. So that means every judge there, and this is not the most important fight on this card, by the way. No. But every judge there had round one for Ode Osborne. It was one to one going into that last round. Somehow a plus three fifty underdog. Like, dude, I will take I will take that all day, every day. See, he, he took the roundabout way, but he got he got back to what we were talking about. Plus three fifty ahead is what he had. So yeah, that's exactly. basically what that this is good if people are just tuning in um for the first time. This is what you're gonna get here. Plus three fifty underdogs. Sometimes we we uh, we take the scenic route, but we always get back to what we we're what we were going to cover originally. And, and that was we hit plus three fifty. By, by the way, that was also my underdog of the week on the money line to start yeah, was was Ode Osborne. Oh, no. Plus, yeah, uh, no, no, right, right, no, no, right. no, no, yeah. sir. You had Dontale Kong. Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, let's let's talk about Winbet, and then let's we we've already broken down half the fights, but we'll we'll get into the fights after I tell you about. Our friends at WinBet. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, a.k.a. WinBets. Build your own bet. March Madness is almost here, plus plenty of ways to win getting down on the NBA, NFL, and XFL. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100 limited to state availability. And, of course, for DeGens only, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. So much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And with all that awesome, uh, all that extra money you have lying around after hitting those uh, bats if you're in our Discord, uh, or if you if you tell me, actually, um, you're richer now, you should go to the SGPM merch store and buy some some uh new stuff or old stuff just buy some stuff there um this gpn as i stumble over it the sgpn merch store continues to add new items to the store every day head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com to get your favorite shirts hats sweats and hoodies we got lots of uh obviously lots of uh mma gambling gear including a gumby reland inspired shirt so make sure you get that um I see we have a brand new shirt over under 17 and a half beers. That's a good one for St. Patrick's Day that's coming up. So um, definitely get in there and check things out. Lots of March Madness uh, affiliated type shirts. I'm sure I'm not allowed to say that, though. March Madness is probably a uh, like we couldn't say the Super Bowl for a while there. But anyhow, the big, tur- the big tournament, maybe the big tournament. That's true. The big <laughs> tourney is coming. Actually, we, we said March Madness with uh, win bet. So maybe maybe they don't have quite an iron uh, grip on it like the big game people do. Anyhow, merch store, store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. To get your favorite shirts, hats, sweats, and hoodies, as I said. All right. What were we talking about? Of course, 
this is the event that we broke down uh, on Wednesday, Thursday, right? Uh, UFC Fight Night, uh, Muniz versus Allen, right? I mean, we gave you 13 <laughs> picks for it at 10 fight card, uh, which is pretty. And special. it was not called Muniz versus Allen when we broke it down either. This is this is uh, maybe more disappointing than uh, than Zachuku versus Kudalaba. <laughs> not that we were really. Well, maybe if Span and hit for us, that was our one of our underdog picks. But um, yeah, well, and I would just say too, and, and you lost your lock play. Yep. Uh, we yep. lost one of our props in the Hungry Man Jung, uh, with the the Span via submission. So like, I, I mean, like it, basically a lot of the things that we liked, uh, you know, Hale, the Haley Cowan money line, the Ryan yep. Span submission line, the Ryan Span money line. Uh, what was the other fight we lost to? Oh, Jose Johnson. We had Jose yep. Johnson as a dog. So, like, yep. we lost that one, too. Uh, yeah, it's just, like, a lot of fun stuff got pulled off of this fight card. Yeah, uh... Haley Cowan got pulled uh, against Eileen Perez because Haley Cowan got sick after the weigh-ins. They always claim it's not weigh-in related, but I never buy that. Um, Johnson got um, pulled before the weigh-ins, right? This was, like, wasn't it? No, yeah, I, I, right? I want to say he was, like, Thursday or Friday night. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so he was... Johnson versus Armfield got yanked. And then, like, what, during the show, I didn't even know it had happened because I zipped through the show to try to get caught up. And then I heard that we lost our main event. Um, yep. Krylov got, what, food poisoning a couple hours before. I got, I got good news for you, though, if you have not been on social media today. That <laughs> uh, yeah, I heard. That fight's happening in two weeks. <laughs> oh, boy. I'll be on vacation. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you won't but, have to bring it down again, but I got your it, official pick already. It's true. It's true. Are, are you uh, prepared for me to leave you? in a week or so dan are you prepared i mean i'm as i'm as prepared as you can be uh you you will find a guest host or hostess um over that a period of time or hey maybe i'll just sit here and use myself on regional mma uh in my basement and you guys can come in they're a little young to talk about gambling i think no just talk about anything we we talk we don't talk about we don't stand topic ever they can uh tell you about dinosaurs and stuff that's Spider-Man. true we can talk about biting fingers and in, in oh yeah they know about that it's falling out because that's pretty much what this card was all about it was all right so we <laughs> lost our main event we ended up um the guys at heavy hands were saying this is they wanted this to be the main event all along so i guess it happened because of them they, they thought brandon allen versus Ode muniz would be a better main event probably that's true than than a couple of middling light heavyweights we lost this this fight though so it wasn't a good night for us uh brendan allen Looked very good against Andre Muniz. Um, this was no fluke. Uh, submission rear naked choke, 425 into the third round. So he choked out the submission specialist. Uh, mostly the story was he was he was um, rocking him on the feet. Um, he, he had Muniz um, at least slightly wobbled a few times. But then obviously, uh, Brendan Allen is a very well-rounded fighter. And he took care of him on the ground as well. We missed this one. Allen came through as a dog, a pretty big dog, actually. What was he at? We had him at plus 190. Looks we like didn't Muniz, have him, but that's what it, we quoted him at. It looks like Muniz quit when it got to the end there. Um, I'll also tell you that I thought Muniz won the first round on the hand, with his hands. And was, uh, did he not get? Was that was was he not rock not rock? But notice that's, the. Uh, I, I think was, was that I, I think that was the second round. But okay. w- and actually, one judge agreed with me. Uh, Muniz did win the first round on one judge's scorecard. <laughs> um, oh, judges. Whatever that might mean, but. Here's my question for you, because there's not much to say about this. It was one-sided domination. Yep. Do you think this is more of a pat on the back, like, hey, check this out. Brendan Allen is a fucking threat. Or 
do you think this is more of a revelation that Andre Muniz might be more of a fraud than we actually thought he was? May I pick the third option and say both? Because I think it's probably both. Most answers to most things are both, a little in between. But um, Brendan Al definitely is legit. Like, like he's he's always had the pedigree that that he could be a very good fighter. He's what nine and two now in the UFC. He's only yeah, lost but, to Chris Curtis and Sean Strickland, so that's pretty. But, solid but Chris there. Curtis ranked what like thirteen or fourteen in the division, so that that means yeah. like even if you you say well okay well he's rattled off a bunch of row he, he still might be 14th or 15th best in the division yeah i think i had muniz top 10 recently and i well, thought there's he no reason not to really going into this he was he, he was unstoppable going into this so there's no reason not to have him higher yeah for sure yeah in retrospect you know and here here's the thing i realized going back in retrospect when you look at who he's fought maybe that's the reason you don't have him higher did not like like did not oh, age very well. No, the fact <laughs> Antonio Arroyo, he won yeah. by decision. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Bartosz Fabinski, who loves yeah. getting submitted. It's like his favorite thing. Uh, <laughs> Jacare Souza, who's 180 years old and way past his prime. Yep. Eric Anders, who, you know, Eric Anders, flip a coin. He's either a world beater or the worst yeah. guy in the cage. Same as the next guy. And then, yeah. And same <laughs> thing with the next guy, Uriah Hall, who then left the UFC after that. So like, sure. Five and oh, but like, in retrospect, did every single one of those losses or wins age poorly? Yeah, possibly. So, yeah, like, I mean, like, good good for him for getting that win. But, man, weird. Yeah, something, yeah, there's probably something we should keep an eye on going forward. Just how well have, have people's wins aged? We always, you know, see the names like, oh, he beat some big names. I remember saying that heading into this. He beat some big names. And I remember they feeling, big names at the time. And I remember feeling good after he won those fights, too. You yeah. know what I mean? Being like, yeah. man, keep an eye out for Andre Muniz. Now he screwed us over. So, yeah. Um, luckily, he wasn't the guy that ruined my perfect night because I had Kong made. <laughs> no, he's, he's been downgraded from Lori Kong to King Kong to Kong. Where do we go from here? Do we take let start taking letters it, off like reverse uh, horse? He's Kong I think, now. I think I think Diddy Kong, right? No, he's Kong. Kong will work. He's to, he's no, a total Kong. Oh, Diddy Kong's funny. Diddy too, Diddy Kong. I like yeah, your Diddy, joke too. Diddy Kong's a, a small one. Yeah. But he's also a con though, so both either of those work. But yeah, Diddy Kong. Diddy Kong's good. Con uh, Air. I'll, I'll, Con I'll Air. let you uh, one up my joke and, and Con, do yours. Con Air. Con Air. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Con Air and McGregor. So Augusto Augusto. Sakai actually looked good, surprisingly. Um, he did not look good. He, I mean, well, he looked better than He never Tom looks Jim. good. Look at him. He doesn't look good ever, but uh, his chin held up is basically what I'm saying. Um, Against the guy who had power for three seconds before he <laughs> And he just uh, attached himself to Dante Mays for 15 minutes and didn't let go and won three rounds to none on the scorecards. We... Did I? We both whipped on this, didn't we? Yeah. yeah we both had... And this is your, the, this is your dog, dog play. Yeah, this is your dog play of the week. Um, yeah. I, I will say this. Uh, I, I said this in the chat and I rarely say something so upsetting about fighters. Uh, you know, you know me, I'm the cheerleader in Mr. Positivity, uh, fire them both, fire, 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 the sun. fire them both. <laughs> there is, this was bad. This is heavyweight too often. It, it's heavyweight and they, they put it too far up the card and they, they, uh, put it in front of too many eyeballs. Like people, fighters like this should not be in future fights but yes go ahead yeah i mean i mean sakai is how about this let, let me point out to you how bad of a win this is uh and how bad augusto sakai looked if you booked augusto sakai tomorrow for a fight next month with parker porter 
who's coming off a very ugly loss where he showed very low fight IQ. Parker Porter is going to roll him. He yeah. What, what's him. your what's your line on Parker Porter in that fight? Parker Porter minus 200. Yep. I, I was going to say minus 250. So wow. my, my point is now. this guy comes off of a win in a co-main event where he won 30-27. And I'm like, put him against <laughs> put him against another fat guy who just had a bad performance. Yep. And I'm going to take the guy with the bad performance over the one who just won. I really don't like their, oh, this this guy weighs a lot, so we got to put him higher up the card than fighters who actually are skilled. That, that's annoying. And same with the main event. Let's put two light heavyweight guys who both aren't really that great. Let's put them in the main event because they're light heavyweight. Yeah, I, I will say this, though. I, I think a lot of people make a big a big thing out of uh, card placement and like yeah, wondering true. where people are. And, and I'll say this. I think the UFC intentionally spaces out cards or fights of interest. Yeah. Um, because like they always put like the best, like the best, one of the best fights is usually the prelim main event, which we'll talk about later. It's always a fight that has a high level of excitement. And then, you know, like somewhere down the fight card, usually like second or third fight of the night, there's usually somebody like, in this case, Joe Selecki, who's got like a hundred fights in the UFC and has looked pretty good as of late. And like somebody who like common fans will recognize I think they do that to kind of like breadcrumb you along and keep you going through the whole fight card and make it so that you don't just tune in for the last three fights. Yep. No, that's true. And it does. It doesn't really matter to us and probably to everyone listening because we. Yeah. If you listen, if you listen to this, you're not just listening to the or watching the last fight. (laughs) Nope. So this was going to be a quick episode and we have yet to even hit a fight that I I picked a winner for yet. So, um. Danielle, that's that's the way we roll around here. Which All is right. the rest of them, by the way. Yeah, which is the rest <laughs> of them. All right, before before we get into me tooting my horn, toot toot, let's tell you about Underdog Fantasy. We are brought also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog is your home for offseason NFL best ball drafts, but they also got you covered for a ton of other daily games, including NBA, NHL, and PGA. Underdog Fantasy is a great way to get down on your favorite player props. If you're not available, if they're not available in your state, excuse me, head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. They're giving away money. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, let's get to some winning picks. Now, neither of us have a winner here yet. Probably thinking, who are these jokers? couple of yannis no we're not a couple of yannis <laughs> we had a minus 815 pick yanni would have gone the other way in this one for sure because he would not have liked the minus 18 815 pick tatiana suarez looked the part of a minus 815 i guess montana de la Rosa actually uh held her own for as as well as you you could hope but in the end got jump i jumped into a guillotine choke basically a on the feet guillotine choke uh that ended up on the ground round two 251 Suarez didn't look as good as she, as she did, but she actually made it to the fight, through the fight, won the fight, and is is still healthy as far as we know. Yeah, so that, that's that's a win right there. Yeah, you're bearing the lead. This is your prop of the night. Oh, uh, yeah, my prop of the night inside the distance. I don't know why it was plus one thirty five when she was minus eight fifteen to win. It really right. didn't make sense. That seemed right. like an easy one. And I know that there's like this this thing out here that she's like a wrestler, and a lot of times people think, oh, a wrestler won't finish fights. She's finished Alexa Grasso and Carla Esparza. Why would you think? Five finishes out of eight wins, I think. So now six out of nine. So come on. Yeah. Why why would you not think she could finish Montana De La Rosa? And uh, I'll say, you know, obviously the layoff probably affected that, but it didn't affect the money line. So why would it affect this? Um, And this wound up being the only leg of the Hungry hungry Man John Barlay. (laughs) So technically that hits as well. Exactly. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I will say. (laughs) 
in retrospect, I'm glad she's going back to straw weight. I, really? I, I said, never like I never like when people are cutting cutting down. Um, well, but yeah, competitive competition. Ugh, flyweight's not. Starweight's probably better at the top than flyweight is. No, not for a wrestler. No, I guess not. Would you rather she run into Aaron Blanchfield or would you rather she run into Yan Chenan? Yeah, no, that's true. Go ahead. Yan Chenan. And, and so yeah. I, I think the competition is better down there. Also, for anybody who's like real worried about her weight cut, like she's a wrestler. She wrestled yeah. her whole life. She's got the weight cut thing down. And I would say Montana De La Rosa's size gave her a little bit of trouble. Yeah, no, um, she wasn't totally like she dominated, but she wasn't dominant, if that makes sense at all. Yeah, that 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 makes perfect sense. And uh, you know, I'm I'm glad she got the finish. The the post fight interview was great. Uh, you know, she's tearing up happy yeah. moments for her. Um, shout out to her uh her um boyfriend, boyfriend yeah. in the her corner patchy mix and she said patchy mix and ufc gear yeah she said she wanted to put her out cold because that's what patchy did his last fight in uh you know which is a pretty badass thing to say but yeah so so pumped to see her back um weird to think that like now we gotta wait and see where she shows up at the rankings and straw weight because i like you know i filled out my rankings this morning didn't vote for her because i'm like she's changing divisions so uh yeah weird yeah for the rankings i do on my Substack moneymma.substack.com. I only do it based on whatever wherever they fought last, unless they have an actual fight announced. So just her saying she's going to strawweight, I'm not putting her out strawweight yet. But the UFC rankings seem to you seem to have no rules over there, Dan. They are in freaking Conor McGregor is probably in the flyweight uh, featherweight rankings for for all I know at this point. So yeah. I don't think so, but I know he, he's not. I'm joking, he, but uh, he was in lightweight forever and he hasn't fought lightweight for Decades. I think th- I think there are still people voting for him in lightweight. Yeah, I bet that's the thing. You got to have <laughs> rules. But that's why you should go and subscribe to my Substack and uh, see some real rankings. But anywho, uh, yeah, it's nice to have Suarez back. And uh, yeah, I wish it would have been nice if like she would actually fought in the weight class she wants to stay in, so we can like see her progressing through here. But I'm sure they'll good they'll to get her feet wet though. She needs yeah, to get her no. feet wet. So hopefully, uh, I'm sure they'll match her up accordingly. She could very easily be a fight night main event next time around, uh, depending I on think who she so. fights. So, yep. Um, all right. This man looked very good in the battle of the Canadians. Mike Malott. We had him at minus 220. Um, basically, did what uh, I think we predicted he would do uh, against Johan Lionese. Held his own on the feet and then submitted him 415 into the first round arm triangle choke. I had written and we both, uh, I'm sure, agreed. Malat had um, m- maybe not quite as good on the feet as as Lionese, but um, a clear, clearly a better fighter on the ground, and he proved that. And Gumby also hit uh, this was his lock of the night, so he hit this one as well. That's right, five out of six locks on the year, by the way. Yes, um, yes. With only Terrence McKinney fucking me over. Uh, yeah. And I will say this: if you were in the Discord right before this fight started, I told people to jump on Mike Malat by submission. You did plus 260 uh so oh, another big man. one in there um yeah shout out to michael i mean like he looks really good grappling um which i think we always knew like if you go back to that solomon yeah. renfro fight he had in cffc he does tag him first but the submission skills are very apparent with michael Watt. i i think i faded him on uh on contender series but th- this dude's turning into a welterweight you got to keep an eye on that was my next question what do you think the ceiling is here or can you can you tell yet I mean, like, I, the only worry I have for Mike Malat in terms of, like, determining his ceiling and stuff like that is 
he's old, right? He, he's I'm, 31. I, I just looked that up. 31. Yeah. And so, so not like, not like old to the point where you're like, he's going to regress, but like, you don't know how much more he'll progress at that yeah. point. Right. Like yeah. he might already be pretty close to his ceiling, but is there a reason to think he couldn't be like a, you know, and, and, and I'm not saying he'd even be a favorite or I'd pick him to win, but like, if you put him with Daniel Rodriguez, would you not at least think about it? Of course he's Canadian. Of course I would think about it. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, I, I might pick him over Brian Barbarena who's fighting Gunnar Nelson. In, yep. in a in a week, so I pick him over Gunnar Nelson too, probably. <laughs> uh, God, I fucking never know what to think about yeah, Gunnar exactly. Nelson, but like, yeah. but yeah, like, no, you're right. Like Mike Mollat, uh, I mean, he looked really good in there. It, it will be interesting to see what they do next with him because, I mean, again, another dominant performance. You know, two or three of those in a row. You, you'd have to think they're going to step him up at 31 years old. It was a good night for Niagara MMA, even though he's listed as alpha male. Is he really? He wasn't. He didn't have alpha male in his corner. He had the Niagara guys, I think. Same. I know same the Niagara as, guys were this time, but I know he's done fight camps with Faber before. Because I saw I saw Canadian I Waterfall. Why, I think, in, I think that's the coach. only I think that's the only reason I faded him on Contender Series. <laughs> it's true. He, I remember now. Know. Yeah. <laughs> did, did, you, did you catch the Canadian Waterfall the one the one guy's had? He had a nice Canadian mullet going on. One of his coaches. Yeah, it was. They they call it the Canadian waterfall. I believe so. <laughs> and, and 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 the camps like Niagara Falls area too. So it's perfect, right? That's that's your uh, that's that's your your show name right there, Canadian it's, waterfall. There you go. Um, all right. Um, this this must be wrong. They say Trevor Peak versus Eric Gonzalez was on the prelims, but someone yelled and told me, no, no, no. It's <laughs> they a moved fight. it down to the prelims. Oh, really? I knew this, so I I knew right. this was going to happen. I, ah, this. I, I, I hadn't had them opening the cards. So I, I wasn't right either. So that's fine. <laughs> we were I, right with our pick though. When, when I saw the fight got canceled and they're like, Trevor Peak is now down to the prelims. I was like, <laughs> he is going to have a field day with this. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had him opening the cards. So we we're both wrong, Gumby, but we weren't wrong with our picks. And we weren't wrong with what we said about our picks. Trevor Peaks, <laughs> a wild man, and he would fight like a wild man, a caveman even, and he would end up knocking out Eric Gonzalez, and he did. One second left in the first round, and we're talking like hammer, like Rockham's, not Rockham's, like robots. He, those guys have some form. He was all <laughs> over the place, like hammer fists, and it was fantastic. He's going to be a much watch guy going forward. I said that that knockout was the most Alabama thing I've ever seen in my life. And for and a I short period. watch also. Must watch. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. That, that knockout was one of the most Alabama things <laughs> I've ever I've seen never been in my there. entire life. And I, I lived for a small portion of my life yeah. in Alabama. Uh, and that was still more Alabama than anything I've ever seen. Because, the dude, he like, it was like a baseball throw that he knocked that guy out <laughs> with. Um, it was almost I, like a windmill hammer fist. It's, it's wild. He's a wild I saw, man. I, I was asked recently what I thought Trevor Peak's ceiling was because what's like his peak? It, yeah, what's his peak? Yeah, like what what's this guy's ceiling? Trevor because, ceiling. Like, what's his peak? Uh, on one hand, great chin, crazy knockout power. Yeah, almost kind of feels like a modern day Chris Lieben. Do you know what I mean? Although Chris Lieben a little bit cleaner with his technique, but like yep. it, with with the raw power and the the wacky chin, like. Trevor Peaks kind of got that. I think as far as the ceiling goes, I'm going to say he's going to wind up being like this division's Nico Price. Does does that make sense? Like he's just going to fucking knock out people he probably shouldn't have in ways that he probably can't even really do all, all that reasonably. And then 
probably lose other fights kind of unspectacularly. But you know what? I'm going to tune in and watch every Trevor Peak fight that ever happens. Yeah, and he's become a favorite of the Discord already. Um, people were right. How, how, can, how can you not enjoy what you saw? Yeah, I 100% agreed. Yep. All right, so we hit that. Um, I hit the next one. I was not at all comfortable with this pick. I think it was a homer pick because, again, Niagara Talk Team. I think Niagara Talk Team might be out of uh, – anyhow, I, I think she fights around where I was born and I lived for six months. But uh, Jasmine, they were calling, him, calling her – Jasavicious. I thought it was Jasudavicious, and that's what it spelled like, and that's what we always called her. Did we not? But now they're saying Jasavicious. I don't know. There's there's so many letters in that name. I know. Now they're <laughs> saying it's not really a hard one to 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 uh to say. I thought it was Jasmine Jasudavicious, but they were saying Jasavicious. Anyhow, she came through. Double J came through. Dan sounds it seems pretty uh sour about this one. Uh, she beat Gabrielle Fernandez, who cannot grapple. We have all learned 3026 across the board, despite uh, Fernandez not being able to grapple. Um, you you got to give it to Jasuda Vicious, uh, getting the fight where she wants it. And then she's got that dog in her, as they say, always, she was always looking to finish the fight uh, right up to the last second, which is, which is good to see as is a plus one Oh five pick coming through. So two things, first of all, uh, Niagara top team is in St. Catharines. I, okay. I have no idea if that's where you were thinking it was in or no. not. Um, it's in St. Catharines, Ontario. And then the second thing I would say is Gabby Fernandez can grapple. She just apparently can't stop like a body lock takedown or get up off her back because like she has got a sick guillotine. She got sick top game, but apparently on her back, she's like a fish out of water, which I mean, I guess when you're a seven and no prospect or an eight and no prospect that we've never seen on your back, who's ever going to know that? Yep. Uh, and then when you see her put on her back, man, did she look bad? She, she looked uh, I, like I said, I, I said this in the discord fader against anybody who's got a body lock takedown because she'll lose. Yeah. Well, what about on the other side? Tell me about my Canadian. She looked, she, she looked, I, I know who she, she was fighting, but she looked pretty good. She did. I mean, I think she was getting, she did not get the better of striking exchanges, no, right? No, no, no. I don't think she ever will. I think that's what the ceiling is going to be here. Yeah. I, I, I'm a little bit, I, first of all, I love her as a person. She's like an exceptional yeah, interview and like a really fun person. But yeah, I like worry if she, her striking game doesn't develop a little bit. She, she kind of maybe already reached her ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyhow, it was a nice win. Uh, nice win nonetheless. What are we moving on to now? Another one. Your boy Jordan Levitt. <laughs> yes, hit this one too because the knockout machine, Jordan Levitt. I had him as a pick. Um, Gumby did not have him. He had Victor Martinez, who got his ass knocked out by Jordan Levitt <laughs> in wrestling around Dan. TKO knees and punches was mostly the knees from basically a clinch against the cage. He got kneed up bad. Victor Martinez did 227 in the first round. And then Jordan Levitt did his little splits that he does. He's a bit of a spaz, you could say. Maybe a bit of a geek, too, perhaps. <laughs> Definitely uh, he, a geek. A geek, yeah. He, he, he's a fun guy, though. I'm not saying this uh, uh, as an insult, but yeah, he's a fun guy and doesn't really seem like uh, he'd be a fighter or good at fighting, but he definitely is came through he's a knockout machine you, you gave some interesting stat on the discord 50 percent of 50 percent of his ufc wins are by knockout. one of them was a slam knockout against the uh, senior citizen but still nonetheless yeah well so I, i'm gonna say a couple of things here first of all did you see his post fight suit his suit no no okay well first of all you need to go see his post fight suit um find it on social media he wore his grandfather's suit along with like 
patent leather platform shoes to the. He's an interesting dude. Dude, he's he's out there. Do you know who he was really good friends with back when they trained at Syndicate? Um, him him and Roxanne Matafari. Super. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like makes all good natured weirdos. Great natured weirdos who love violence. (laughs) Um. I'm going to say this. So when this happened in real time, everybody was like, you fuck Victor Martinez. Like this dude sucks or whatever. I went back and watched that. I think Jordan Levitt figured it out, man. You think so? I, I, yeah. I, yeah. Like overall gonna, or just in this fight, you mean? I think overall, I think ooh. he, I think he had that fight with Patty and was like, ooh, the striking did not go well for me here. Uh, nor did it really. Nor, nor did it really with him in the, what was it, Trey Ogden he fought before. Didn't get key um, back there, but yes. And, and he won that one by split decision, and, and he didn't look good on the feet. And I think he went back to his gym and was like, hey, we got to figure stuff out on the feet. And when he yeah. did, like, I, I, I think his striking looked good here. Like, not just, like, looked yeah, no, it improved did. or, like, looked better than Victor Martin. Like, I think it looked good. Um, yep. And... and if that's the case, like he's already got a grappling pedigree that makes him kind of difficult to deal with. Who knows? Oh, yeah. this, this dude might be trouble. Oh boy. It would be fun actually if he was. So I have a, I have a question for you. This is a weird oh, lightweight boy. question. And we'll move on. Cause we have a lot of lightweight fights on this card and we still have oh, more to talk about. Uh, if you were to pick a fight that was going on in a month from now, would you pick Trevor peak or Jordan Levitt? Oh, that would be a, an insane Trevor peak, I guess. <laughs> I think I'd pick, he seems to have more power, but obviously Levitt's a better fighter all around. But yeah, I think it, I'd it's pick a good Jordan matchup. Levitt. I think I'd pick Levitt. Good, it, if if his chin could hold up, yeah. I don't know what Peak's like on the ground. How is he on the ground? Does he ever get taken down? He, he had good wrestling defense. Oh, yeah, he, he just stood back up. He had the Derek Lewis wrestling. That's right. <laughs> he honestly did just stand back up. A he's, bunch Al- of he's Alabama as fuck. <laughs> yeah, just, Alabama waterfall. They have the, they have those there too. Um, <laughs> So amazing what getting teabagged to do to a guy's career, right? Now Levitt's a world beater. That's all like you that. need to know. What, yeah. what he's the guy that got, he got done too. Yeah, he's the guy. What teabagging will do for your career? There's so many good, so many good uh, possible titles here. Uh, we talked with the catchweight fighter already. Ode Osborne uh, squeezed out a victory over Charles Johnson. If they're going to pick a fight tonight, I uh, they didn't. Um, spoiler alert: I, I would probably would have picked this one. Uh, split decision: 28-29, 29-28, 29-28. Very good fight. Both guys look pretty good. Um, I like Ode Osborne. He's he's a good all-around fighter. Kind of kind of sneaky guy. I don't think uh, people realize. Well, obviously they realize that, realize that the books don't realize that as he's winning the fight, uh, books don't realize <laughs> that he's good. Charles Johnson, I don't know, a little too arrogant uh, for my liking. Based on like he's one of those guys who's like arrogant for no reason in the cage. Like he's not doing anything good and he's acting arrogant. And he does that weird. He bends it at the waist to like avoid strikes. I, that's I think he's the guy that was doing that, was he not? Just some weird yeah. bending thing. Like that's we're actually, not a good we're idea. We're actually gonna talk about that on tomorrow's show with somebody okay. who does some pretty bad striking defense exactly that way. Yeah. Anyhow, good fight, right? Ode is yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Ode's a beast. Um, I like the guy. And, plus one thirty five. I gotta like him. Plus one thirty five and my dog of the week. Yes, sirree. Uh see what happens when you quit teaching. You become a, a good uh, human being, Dan. That's Just, it. If there's that's any teachers you, out there. That's really all you need to do. Hey, let's go to a lightweight fight. Joe Selecki made us look like geniuses because we had him at an amazing line of minus 585. Uh, Carl Deaton, the third. Oh, I forgot to mention Johnson. 
Short notice. You always got to go against short notice people, and it came through again for us. Uh, Carl Deaton, not technically short notice by my standards, uh, a month or less, but it was real. I think it was maybe like right around the mouth, the mouth, the the month mark where he, he got noticed for this fight and his UFC debut. So it was kind of easy to uh, to fade him, and we did. Joe Selecki choked him out cold, unconscious, 455 into the second round. His, all I'm going to say here is Dean doesn't look like he's necessarily going to hold up against very many lightweights. But or I will also period. Yeah, I will also say, though, his defense, especially his grappling defense, held up way better than I thought it would. Yeah, he looks like a two and done UFC fighter to me. I'm For sorry sure. to say sure. uh, if he gets another fight. And then in the opener, this ended up being the opener. Nurello Aliyev made me look smart. Uh, he beat Rafael Alves, uh, majority decision, 29, 27, 29, 27, 28, 28. That's the wrong card right there. 28, 28 is the wrong, uh, a wrong score for that judge. Um, due to a biting Alves's finger in the first round, but how do you bite someone's finger if it's not in your mouth and you're not allowed to put your fingers in someone's mouth in a fight? So both men are at, at fault here, but I'm glad Aliyev came through. Basically a dog of a wrestler is what he was. I think he bit his finger, first of all. Yeah, he claims he didn't, but how are you going to bite someone's finger if, if they don't have their hand in your mouth? Also, I will say this. I don't mind the 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 28-28 round. Um, really? What round did Alves win? I, I think you could give him the third round, right? Like that That's when he started – or no, was it the second round where he started to put so strikes together? Know. I can't remember. Don't it was a while ago. But the the problem I have is that the guy who scored it for him gave him the first round. Um, Come on. Teddy, yeah, which is a trash card. Um, yes. Because uh, I remember thinking, I think it was now that I, I'm thinking back, it was the second round where I was like, oh, that was kind of close. Uh, yeah. Maybe you could give him that. And uh, no, they gave him the first round, which is just trash. Um, and I will say this. I'm fine fading Aliyev because I, I still think if Alves doesn't jump a whole bunch of dumb guillotines, he wins that fight. Yeah, it was a night of jumping guillotines. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it did not. But don't fade a guy 10 years younger than the other guy, too. That's, that's usually a good thing to follow as well. Um, but yeah, it's interesting uh, <laughs> fight to, to start off the night, to uh, to say the least. So um, I, I hit it, though, so I'm happy about that. And oh, the worst thing of all of the night, uh, MMA Decisions has been down for like, what, like three days? They're like it, off the web. They're having web problems, so we can't even look yeah. up these scorecards. They're they're toast. Although you can get the scorecards, uh, not the uh, not the media scorecards, but you yeah, can get the scorecards yeah. via UFC.com. Yep, yep. very true. Um, all right, I went eight and two. If you hadn't heard already, um, I hit the first eight fights of the night, and then whiffed on the last two. Hit two dogs and a pick 'em. Uh, won three hundred and eight bucks. Coming with five and five. Hit one dog, lost $241, but there's still time. Um, on the year, Gumby's at 57%, down 590 bucks. I am at 68%, up 257. Gumby says you can't win money betting this way. Well, we're going to find out. Um, <laughs> After this week, you're going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> the locks, I'm 4-1, Gumby's 5-1. I'm up 13%, Gumby's up almost 20%. Nice job. The dogs, I am 1-5, Gumby's 2-4. We're both losing money there. And then props, I am 2-4. Down money. Gummy is two and three up nine percent. So there you go. Prop, props and locks, baby. Props. He, he misses Fernandez inside the distance this week. Uh, that was the only yeah, that's, missed. That that's with the miss. I'm still up. Yeah, I missed. Haley Cowan was my lock. She didn't fight. Uh, Dante Mays was my dog. Uh, he was a dog. I got that right. He definitely was a dog. And then Suarez inside the distance. I hit that. So boom, fantastic. 
All right. Um, oh, and if you want to know who got an extra 50,000, everyone who got a finish got 50,000. It's weird. Sometimes they just do this and sometimes they don't. It's it's strange. I but don't it's know. Probably, which... It's probably easy when you save a smooth hundred grand by not having a main event. That's Oh, that's right. <laughs> that is right. Yeah, I because I think main event guys get an extra 25,000 too, do they not? I think uh, as a bonus I, if it's I a five-round fight, I think. I know nothing about that, but I will say, you know, like, they typically give four performance bonuses, right? You know, either a fight of the night and two performances or four performance bonuses. You just don't have those last two salaries and suddenly two extra people get it. Like, yeah, it worked out well for them. Yeah. Brendan Allen, Tatiana Suarez, Mike Malat, Trevor Peak, Jordan Levitt, Joe Selecki. Malat should be happy because the uh, that's American money he's getting paid in. So he's getting really getting like <laughs> 60,000 plus in Canadian money. So fantastic. Great, great exchange rate for that, man. It is a great exchange rate. All right. Do we have any any events coming up this week or no? Or they oh, have yeah. a week off? Oh, yeah. UFC 285. This uh, John Jones is fighting. That's not going to happen, is it? Apparently, they have a backup for it. Yeah, so, a mystery uh, backup. It's like wrestling here. WWE. It's, it's, it's got to be Curtis Blades, right? You'd think. It can't be Stipe, surprisingly, right? Well, yeah. No, so everybody's right, like, everybody's theorizing it's it's Stipe. Yeah, I, I don't think he's in fight camp shape, right? Like that. No. I can't imagine he would be. And I can't imagine, you know, most people are, are assuming if he's got a fight left, it's only one. And, and like, gonna real, yeah, he's going to want. Yeah, he's going to want a real one. And like Blades is right there, right? Like Blades is in Colorado. It's close to Vegas. Uh, He doesn't cut any weight. I mean, it's just everything aligns for it to be Blades. Yeah. But is Stipe in firefighter calendar weight uh, shape or not? You know, maybe there's a calendar coming up and he's, he's cutting down anyway. I, I maybe you find out. Maybe. <laughs> I, I, I love when I, I stump you. All right. I'm going to give you the card quickly. And we're going to get out of here. Jones gone for the vacant uh, heavyweight title. I don't have to ask you why. I usually ask you why things are vacated. That's because Cyril Gain wants to go become a boxer. Uh, Shevchenko. You, you mean you mean Francis Ngannou wants to become a boxer? Is, what did I say? Game. It's a real game. <laughs> game, probably, game probably would too for the amount of money thrown in. But yes, Francis Ngannou is is out of the UFC uh, currently. Then co-main event for the women's flyweight title: Valentina Shevchenko versus Alexa Grasso. Jeff Neal, Shavkat Rachmanov, Matias Gamrot filling in short notice against Jalen Turner. Bo Nickel versus Jamie Pickett. Um, then prelims: Cody Garbrandt versus Trevin Jones. Derek Brunson versus Dreykus Duplessis, which should be the main event of the prelims, uh, but it's not. Vivian Aharujo versus Amanda Hibas. So it'll be a Amanda Hibas fight. Weeks are always fun. Julian Marquez versus Mark andre Barrio. Powerbar, one of her favorite nicknames. And then early prelims, Ian Gary, Song Kinan, Cameron, Simon, Leo Mana, Martinez. You can call him Mana if you want, though. Jessica Penne versus Baby Shark. Tabitha Ricci and then Damon Blackshear versus Farid Basharat. Can't complain about this card, can you? No, you also missed uh, Esteban Ribovic yep. uh, is, is uh, coming off Contender Series. He was originally supposed to fight. I can't remember who he was originally supposed to fight. Um, oh, Camuela uh, Kirk. Um, and Camuela Kirk fell out, but they filled him with Loik Rod Zabanov, uh, who was a PFL castoff. Um, was supposed to be on the Ultimate Fighter, was rumored to be one of the people who was cut from the Conor McGregor cuts, uh, and apparently is getting a short-notice bout against Esteban Ribovic. And he's Thor's brother, too, right? He's Thor's? Oh, because okay, it's, it's not Loki, it's Loic. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Ah, right. See what I yeah, did there? I'm not into <laughs> that stuff, but I know that much, at least. So, all right. My kids are. 
we're not com we're not comic nerds here. We're MMA nerds. Um, okay, that's enough. We're gonna get out of your ear holes now. Uh, thanks for inviting us in. Even if you didn't invite us in, thanks for uh, thanks for allowing us um, to spend what half an hour in your ear holes. We'll be back tomorrow actually to talk about PFL. Sorry, there's no Bellator this week, so Gumby's very sad about that. But we're we're going to try to. Uh, try to appease him by doing pfl challengers series and then later in the week wednesday thursday will be our ufc 285 big blowout episodes uh prelims a lot of prelim fights and basically that's, that's a fight night card i just read off to you uh the, the amount of talent on there will be uh, or actually that's a very that's better way better than the fight card we just uh, we just saw just the prelim part portion we'll do that wednesday and then the main card will be on thursday and with props parlays locks dogs all that stuff so I'm rambling on, so I'm going to say bye. Discord, told you about it. Twitter, SGPN MMA, Jeff Fox writer, Gumby Vreeland. They're the, the handles you want to follow. All our writing and picks and good stuff. Podcast, obviously, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Gumby has the Top Turtle MMA podcast, and he just very well may be interviewing someone that I just mentioned, whose name I just mentioned this week, so we have to wait and Two see. Two of them. Two people. Oh, I only know one of them at this point. And what else? Oh, I told you about my Substack, moneymma.substack.com. I got going to be... Rolling out a lot of new features in there over the next month or so. So get a subscription and check out what I'm doing there. And that is all I have for you now. We shall be back tomorrow. Uh, until then, I will remain the Canadian waterfall, Jeff Fox. Uh, <laughs> I'll say goodbye to my co-host, the energy, Daniel Vreeland. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.